0: Hello, hello, hello! I am Matt Williamson coming at you over the weekend. Here it was kind of a strange week, of course, with them playing Thursday, but I want to get a follow-up podcast for Steelers Titans to you as soon as I could. Uh, also, please feel free to tweet or whatever at me at Williamson NFL. Um, if there's, we're gonna have like extra podcasts this week in terms of I'm not gonna do. Four more days of breaking down the Packers, you know. So, if you have some topic you want to hear, please let me know. I can kind of stray from our normal format here. Um, Some snap count stuff to get out of the way. The wide receivers out of a possible 64 snaps. Pickens 57, Deontay 56, fine. Allen Robinson still at 46. I think he's a liability. Um, Austin at 17. Obviously, they think his size, his physicality, his slot prowess is basically three times more valuable than Austin in terms of snap counts. I understand it. I just think you have to get better there. And when Austin comes on the field, he tends to touch the ball a lot. I mean, he had three touches on 17 snaps. Uh, Boykin played six snaps. It seems to be more of a little bit more of a trend, not like it's a big deal. Of the tight ends, Hayward was out there for 39. I think that's more his speed. He's been playing a much higher percentage than that before, you know, before this week. I think that's more his style for sure. And I was happy to see Darnell Washington back out there for 31 compared to three for Rodney Williams. Get to Washington here in a minute, but I thought he had a good game, you know, good stuff there. Um, Najee was at 38, verse 26 for Warren. Uh, those guys both had three targets they Najee had 16 carries compared to 11 for warren and routes run Najee was at 15 to 10 for warren so not 50 50 not two to one but somewhere in between you know so that's about what they've been doing weirdly i just want to throw this out there because they did this two weeks ago too and i was you know advanced scouting the titans Four wide receivers between 23 and 51 snaps. You know, Hopkins was a 51. Westbrook Akine, 43. Burks at 38. Moore at 31. Phillips at 23. For a team that doesn't put three and ever four out there, it's kind of just a weird rotation. I assume that they're searching, you know, or Hopkins maybe tires a little more at his age and can't be out there for every snap, but whatever. Uh, Their blocking tight end, Trevon Wesco was out there for 39 snaps. I thought that was interesting. And Spears out-snapped Henry 44 to 36. And a lot of that was because of the routes run. Spears ran 29 routes compared to 12 for Henry. So, yeah, I mean, Spears is a good player, but Henry's not quite the workhorse he used to be. Um, so, some other notes here. Uh, all right, here we go. Jalen Warren set a career high in rushing yards at 87, while beating his season high in rushing attempts at 11. Najee and Warren combined for six rushes of 10 plus yards. They ran ball really well in this game. I'm going to talk about more of the scheme and stuff later on, um, but this was a very promising performance for the Steelers run game. And frankly, reminded me of the second half of last year, you know, where that was a saving grace for this team. Maybe it can be again. Sears came into this game averaging just under 80 rushing yards per game. Their season high in rushing yards had been 114. They had broken 100 yards rushing just twice. Obviously, they shattered all that. Again, very, very good. This is really important to me. I always talk about early down success rate. And frankly, they've been awful at early down success rate this year. But the Steelers gained 134 yards on their 25 first down plays, not including the the kneel down that Pickett took at the end of the game, which doesn't count. That's just under 5.4 yards per play on first down. That's what this team needs to be at. I mean, doesn't have to be running. But even these short throws that they had, you got to get ahead of the chains. This offense has to get ahead of the chains. If you can average around five yards per first down, the season's going to change around for this team. I mean, I'll just tell you that right now. All right, quick break. And then I got all kinds of other stuff here. I'll scatter shot for you. All right, I am back. <laughs> we can stop talking about the Deontay slump, TD slump now. That was his first score, though, in 668 days. You know, NFL real calendar days. Went 668 days without scoring a touchdown. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that long. Um, Kenny. Let's talk Kenny. This game was so vertical or so horizontal. I mean, very few shots, basically nothing to the middle of the field. By far, his average depth of target was the lowest. And the ball came out of his hands the fastest of that you can imagine. I mean, everything was horizontal. And it worked. And I wonder how much of that, had to give him a pass, and we're going to talk about him again in a little bit here, to give him a pass, is that rib injury related? Can't afford to get this guy hit. Can't afford to have him really torque throws, you know, and put more pressure on that rib cage. So can you control the football with horizontal passing? It's not a way to live, but it got you through this game. You got to win. So there you have it. Um, I think I mentioned this the other day, but Levis was pressured on 20 of his 44 dropbacks and sacked four times, not to mention all the hits and bumps and bruises he took. So that's a 45.5% pressure rate. I mean, that's on dropbacks. I mean, he drops back, basically he's getting pressured half of the time. Part of the reason, of course, was they've bad o line. Sears have a good defensive front. And they also had some injuries in this game. I didn't quite realize this watching it live, but their starting center, Aaron Brewer, was the only starting offensive lineman in this game to play every snap. Pretty crazy. I mean, you got to feel for the team. I mean, their their line was a problem coming in. And four of the five starters had to leave the game at some point. (laughs) I mean, that's crazy. Um. I think you'd probably realize this, but the Steelers stopped Tennessee on all three of their fourth quarter drives. So we can always talk about Pickett and fourth quarter magic, blah, blah, blah. Well, the defense did their part in the fourth quarter, too. A lot has been talked about with Porter on Hopkins. I find this very interesting, especially for this team. Clearly, he is their most talented and maybe their best, but definitely their most talented corner. Clearly, and they, over the last several years, have been a strict left-right corner team. They don't follow, and he wasn't matched on Hopkins all the time, but he followed him a lot. Is this a new trend? Like, is he going to be on Christian Watson next week, or Jamar Chase, you know, or Amari Cooper, just think about upcoming opponents, or is this a one-time thing where, you know, Hopkins isn't a burner. You want that length and size on them. I know Porter went and asked him, asked Coach Tomlin directly, hey, can I shadow Hopkins? Okay. I mean, it's kind of becoming like folklore at this point. But, um, you know, I, I think there's something to be said for that. Maybe they will change how they play defense to some degree with the um, the moving of the corners around. He was on him a very high percentage of third downs and red zone. You know what? When Hopkins had four catches for 60 yards on 11 targets, didn't have a catch in the second half, as you know, and Porter had three tackles and a pass defense, but he wasn't on him every snap, but certainly made a priority in the third down red zone situation, but was on him quite a bit. Um, here's kind of an interesting number that might be a little difficult to understand, but he accumulated 384 attempted air yards. That means like, doesn't mean if it's caught or not. If you throw a pass 50 yards downfield and it's not caught, it's broken up or whatever, that's 50 yards of air yards. So he was chucking it. It's basically my point, but only 77% of his dropbacks ended up with the ball going to a target. What I mean by that is, this is a pro football focus thing, is 23% of them either ended up in him having to scramble, him getting sacked, ball getting thrown away, batted down. So only 77% of the time when he dropped back, did the ball actually go to a target. Interesting. Um, So much was made about the Steeler run game and their ability to stop the run. But it should be noted, as a general start to finish of the game, the Steelers played with very heavy box counts. That's something Pro Football Focus also does that I enjoy checking out. But they clearly dedicated more people into the box. Tennessee didn't. Tennessee wanted the Steelers to run, and the Steelers gladly took it and did fine. Tennessee usually can stop the run with lighter box counts, but they couldn't in this one. So there you have it. Um, As you know, there were 17 combined penalties in this game. Six Tennessee first downs, though, came via penalty. (laughs) So they were handed six first downs due to penalties in this game. And we can blame the refs, but frankly, a lot of time in this game, were, were things you had to call, especially on the Steelers. I mean, this is more on the Steelers than the refs, to be, to be honest with you. I thought Quan Alexander played an even better game when I watched them a second time. I thought Levi Wallace held his own, you know, more than I gave him credit for initially. And I thought the Steelers' guards were really, really good in this game. And the line as a whole was probably their best game. And I think it's interesting how often they are pulling linemen – in the run game now. They did none of that to start the season. First month, six weeks, you saw no pulling at all. And it's not just the guards who do it well, but Jones, man, you get him out moving, wow. I mean, so keep an eye on that. It looks a lot more like last year. The run scheme in general is pretty diverse. And I know people won't ever give Canada credit, but maybe it took too long to get there. But the run scheme right now is very good. Than was best in this game. And I think Darnell Washington deserves some credit in that regard as well. I mean, he's such a better run blocker than Fryermuth or Hayward. You know, I mean, he excels in that area already. And he should get a pat on the back, too, for how well the Steelers ran the ball. Um, I mentioned Kyle Phillips played a fair amount for the Titans. He gave the Steelers more trouble than I would have thought. I mean, he's. Your typical prototypical slot, you know, stereotype type guy in the middle of the field, quick. They didn't really have a real good answer for him. Um, Skoronsky watching their O line. I really liked him coming out of school. He had a tough night, but he got Hayward a lot, so oh well. Um, Some more defensive snap count stuff. 74 defensive snaps. Peterson played them all. Porter played 70. That's great. So, those two dominated the cornerback snaps. Wallace at 38. Rush played 30 snaps in this game. Encouraging. Yeah, I'm hoping the idea that maybe he'll play more. I think it's more of a desperation thing, but there you have it. Sullivan played 16. His keep dropping, which I'm fine with. The safeties, KZ was at 74. That's everyone. Neil was at 66. I think that's what you're going to see while Mink is out. Linebackers, unfortunately, Holcomb only lasted 16, so that changes things a little. But Alexander played all but 10 snaps. He played 64 snaps. Roberts played 37. Watt and Highsmith were at 69 and 63, respectively. Golden only 11. Herbig only 7. Wouldn't mind those guys getting a little more, but if Watt and Highsmith are up for it, leave him out there, I suppose. D-line. Adams only gave him two snaps before getting injured. The Broadcast was a little foggy about letting us know on that. Um Joby played 50. Benton played 48. That makes me smile. Cam played 41 his first game back. Fine out of 74. That's about what I expected. Liao at 24. Louder Milk at 14. Um, I think they kind of made a mistake that I would have had Watts. Dressed instead of louder milk. I just think he's better, to be honest with you. So, something to monitor going forward. Last thing, and this might be a whole podcast topic. It might be my article this week, but it's pretty apparent. You know, if you rewatch this game, just talent, Levis versus Pickett. Now, I'm not saying I'd rather have Levis than Pickett, but Go back and watch this game if you're so inclined, and you will notice that Levis is just a much better natural passer than Pickett, and many starting quarterbacks are, and his misses are usually when his footwork are problematic, and frankly, he's not talented enough, and only like 20 guys are to overcome bad footwork and levis is you know levis can have bad feet bad arm angles and still get the ball where it needs to go with velocity and you know arm talent i'm starting to really get concerned about kenny's arm talent and yes i understand he had ribs in this game but we've seen him for what 20 games in the league when his feet are crisp and he's playing on time and balanced he throws the ball fine. Not great, fine. I mean, Josh Allen throws it great. Holmes throws it great. But this is kind of like a Broderick Jones thing I talk about with you guys, is when Broderick Jones' technique isn't right, he's talented enough to still win his rep. That's why talent's so important. Kenny's like the opposite. You know, Levis is the, is the Jones in this comparison. If Levis's feet aren't right, if his mechanics aren't right, he can still get the job done. Ben could get the job done. You know, people hanging on him, can't step in to throw, still delivers a strike. I don't think Kenny can I mean, so that is a major, major limitation. And when he misses these guys so badly or so consistently, it usually starts with his feet and he can't overcome it. So I'm not saying he stinks. I'm just starting to come to the realization conclusion that that's what he is as a passer and that's a big time limiting factor so something to keep an eye on i'm just throwing it out there i am going to pay more and more attention to that it's it's something that i didn't love him coming out of pit to be honest with you Uh, i thought he was a limited thrower and i think we're seeing that unfortunately all right take care Uh, give me some suggestions for this week over and out